you have found the podcast of Tressler Mennonite Church. Each week, we replay the sermon from our Sunday morning service so that anyone who may have missed the sermon can catch it later. We want to especially thank those of you who missed the sermon because you were working with our youngest children during the service time. This sermon was from July 3rd, 2022. The text was 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 through 20. So I know that we all in this room have different kinds of jobs, different things that we do during the day. But I'm going to assume that at some point, all of us have had some aspect of our jobs or our work when we have looked at that responsibility in front of us or that particular task and our hearts just sank and we thought, there is no way I'm going to be able to do this. At least not the first time. Maybe, maybe you'll learn how to do things. But that, that moment when you look at something and just, no way. I can't do it. I, I remember when I was in college during the summer, one summer at least, I worked for a nursery business. It did not have any retail operations there. It was just production. And so part of the job that I had was to drive a truck carrying all of the plants and the product from that facility to various retail operations. It's not a huge truck, but it was about as large as you could get in a person with a regular driver's license could drive it. And it was kind of like a box truck with a top gone so that we could put some tall trees in there if we needed to and lay a tarp over it and hold everything in place. And I mostly enjoyed this aspect of my job. It was something I did maybe once a week, depending how it would work out. And it was a lot of fun. And But the time that I'm thinking of that that works for this illustration, I was actually taking a drive not to deliver any product, but to pick up stuff that we needed back at the nursery. We were short on some supplies, and my boss said, you need to go to this warehouse, and you need to pick up this stuff that I have ordered. They'll have it ready for you. So I showed up at this place. I went into the office, and I gave them my paperwork, told them who I was, and they said, okay, yeah, back your truck down the path along the side of the building and around the corner to the loading dock. And that's when I started to get nervous because this path kind of wound around and they had it piled full of junk. A lot of it was junk, it seemed to me. I don't know. Some of it might be stuff that they were planning to sell someday, although each day it sat there where there's reduced the likelihood they'd ever move it. But I had to go down this path and around the corner and back to the loading dock and it looked like inches wider than the truck. I'm sure there was more room there than it appeared. But in that moment, I was pretty nervous. I didn't yet have a lot of experience trying to back with only my mirrors, and especially in this confined place, and around the turn so that my front would have been swinging wide. And that was certainly not the hardest thing I ever did in life or the most important. But in that moment, I was kind of nervous, and I kind of wished I wasn't there and didn't have to do it and was just back at the nursery taking care of the plants or loading up the wagons or whatever other tasks I might have been doing. And I don't know, you're probably pulling out your surveys right now and telling Nathan you're tired of pointless stories during sermons, but I hope that I can actually make this kind kind of work, because at least for me, this unimportant event kind of kind of uh, filled in some of the thoughts that I think Paul is writing to Timothy. We're in 1 Timothy. Jerry just read for you our passage. Paul is writing. He's 
towards the end of his life. Timothy is beginning at somewhere in the beginning stages of his pastoral ministry at the church in Ephesus. And Paul is trying to share some information with him. And, and the way that I think my story of the truck fits in with this is that when I encountered that moment, when I just wasn't sure if I could do this, I was able to remember that my boss had done the same run before. He knew how this business laid out their property, and he knew what he was sending me to, and he expected that I would be able to accomplish that. And that knowledge, that encouragement was helpful to me as I anticipated this difficult moment. And I think part of what Paul is doing in this section of his letter is trying to give Timothy some encouragement, some reminder of what's going on, and also to try to draw his draw Timothy's attention back to the deep purpose of his ministry there at Ephesus. So Paul is, is sort of taking a break between the opening and before he gets into the specific details, and I'm, I'm hoping to be able to capture some of what I think Paul was trying to do. So I want to go through this verse by verse, there's only three of them right now, and try to look at them a little closer, and then we'll talk about how this might apply for us or what we can learn from it. But first, verses 18 and part of 19, he says, Timothy, my son, I am giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and to good conscience. Now, if you're really observant, you'll notice that I have chosen to do this out of the NIV rather than the NLT like I usually do. Whether it was coincidence or not, Jerry read out of the New American Standard, which is very much like the NIV. And the NLT is different than both of those in a small, in a small way. And I don't, I don't know Greek. I don't translate Greek. I am very grateful for those people who have put our scriptures into English so that I can read them. But I noticed that there was a slight divergence here. And as I studied, I decided it made, it seemed to be where a lot of people were going. And I like these. NIV and the New American Standard both went the same direction, so I'm going that way as well. So let me read that again just with that, but you can, you can read the Pew Bibles or whatever you want at home and see the, the, minor, the minor difference. It's not important, but I'm going with the NIV this morning. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command in keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them you may fight the battle well, holding on to faith and a good conscience. And so... I guess one of the questions is, is what command is Paul talking about? Because he says, I'm giving you this command. And I think he's going back to verse 3 and verse 5. I think Paul is essentially saying, Timothy, I'm giving you this command, and I want you to remember those prophecies about you because they also give you that same command. So when you're struggling in those difficult moments, remember the prophecies, take courage from those prophecies, cling to your faith, keep your conscience pure, do the job that you have been assigned to do. And so, so let's look at verses 3 and 5 to try to refresh our memories of what Paul is talking about. In verse 3, Paul says, Stay there in Ephesus so that you may command a certain people not to teach false doctrines any longer. So you were getting this idea here that Paul has instructed Timothy to stay there, to teach, to, to take on some of these false doctrines. But then Paul elaborates in verse 5. He says, the goal of this command is love. 
which comes from a pure heart and a good conscience and a sincere faith. So Timothy may have an assignment that's going to involve a certain amount of confrontation, a certain amount of maybe even conflict. He's going to try to counter some false teaching, and that is always a little bit of challenge. But Paul wants Timothy to know that this conflict or confrontation is not the goal. The goal of the command is love, which comes from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. So in our passage today, Timothy is being reminded of his assignment. Paul seems to be saying, Timothy, remember your job. You are to work against those teachings that cause division and destruction and fight against those things that tear down or wear down faith. Be verse 4 in there. He says, remember, Timothy, this assignment that I have given you, work for love and love that stems from purity, faith, and a good conscience. So as near as I can tell, it seems like Paul wants to encourage Timothy to remember the assignment, and Paul also wants to encourage Timothy so that Timothy will faithfully do this assignment. And Paul knows that he has kind of a difficult job in front of him. It's not always going to be easy to pastor a church, especially one in which there seems to be some some stuff floating around in there that needs to be countered by Timothy. And so Paul wants to to help Timothy out, to help him find the strength and endurance that he needs. But, but Paul's also realistic. He knows that some people have turned from their assignments and they get discouraged and they lose their focus. I don't think he's worried per se that Timothy will, but he does go on and he says, which some have rejected and so have suffered shipwreck with regard to the faith. Among them are Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. And I know that this particular wording it, um, grabs you, the idea of being handed over to Satan to be taught not to blaspheme. Multiple places that I read wanted to make sure that we were reminded of Paul's words from his letter to the church in Corinth in 2 Corinthians 2, 5 to 8. And in that letter, Paul writes about a time when there was church discipline, except that at the point that Paul's writing this letter, he is saying, please welcome this man back again. The discipline has worked. The man has repented, so please extend your love to him. So as we read more of Paul's letters, I think it's safe to say Paul's goal with discipline is to restore somebody back to a right place and a right relationship with God and with his fellow church members. And so sometimes when we read the end of this, it sounds a little bit harsh, and I think church discipline has often been lived out extremely poorly. So churches will sometimes even forget it or ignore it or be afraid of it. That's another sermon for another time, but Paul seems to be saying sometimes it's good and sometimes it's necessary. But what he's focusing on here is this idea of, Timothy, you have an assignment. I want you to remember those prophecies about you because that will encourage you as they are helping you with this assignment. When you're struggling in those moments, find that courage cling to your faith, keep your conscience pure, and do the job that you've been assigned to do. So if, if my story that I opened with doesn't make any sense yet, I, I'm going to try to connect it here. Sometimes life brings challenges to us, whether it's a simple one like backing a truck down a path you didn't think you could do it, or something hard like countering false teachings at a church in Ephesus. But when we face those things, it can be very helpful to be encouraged. So I was encouraged to know that my boss understood what he was sending me to do. He knew the situation. He was not going to be surprised about it if I told him about it later. 
And so he had confidence that I could do it, that it was that it was doable, and that I was able to accomplish this. So Timothy was also in that same kind of situation. He was in a difficult place, but Paul was reminding him, I have confidence you in you. All of those people around you who were involved in this, this prophecy, which we'll talk about in a moment, that is also supposed to encourage you. God knows what you're facing. You can do it. So the first thing I want you to think about from this is the importance of encouragement. Encourage your coworkers, employees, encourage your fellow church members, your family members. Everybody can benefit from encouragement. Maybe we're going to talk mostly about the church this morning in this setting and with this letter, but encouragement is important in all aspects of our life. And we don't know what those prophecies were, and, and Timothy obviously did. We have no context by which to understand them, but it seems to have been something that when Timothy was reminded of it, it would give him encouragement. And I have wondered if it's something like a commissioning service that we have when we call a pastor or other church leader, and we come up and we pray with them, and we say, we have chosen you, we believe God has chosen you, we will support you, and we will pray with you and for you as you embark on this. So in those moments of challenge or difficulty later on in the ministry, that person will be able to reflect back and say, yes, I have been called by the people and by God. I have people who are supporting me. So if that's kind of what Timothy was remembering, I'm guessing, you can see how the encouragement at the start of his ministry would have been there throughout it as he said, yes, this is what God wants me to do. It is going to be hard, but God will be with me and people will be supporting me. So encouragement. Encouragement is a particularly important thing, and I've been wondering if we need to have services like that periodically for those who serve in roles for an extended period of time. We often do it only at the beginning of a ministry, but sometimes as time passes, those things can begin to fade. So whatever it is in a church environment or in your family or at work, encourage people. Remind them that you support them. Of course, that was not the only thing that Paul was trying to do in, this, in this, um, these three verses here before he gets into some more uh, specific instruction. He was reminding Timothy of his assignment. At least that's how I interpret it. That's how it seemed to be in the NIV and in the NASB. He says, Timothy, remember the command, the assignment that you have been given, which is to go out there and correct false teaching with the goal of promoting love and love which arises from a pure heart, a good conscience, and sincere faith. And this is another place where I think that story about the truck that I had to drive comes in, because it's easy for us to forget our real assignments sometimes, and we get distracted. So there, there I was, I was at this warehouse, I needed to get these supplies, and I needed to back this truck down here, and I, I was all sorts of worried. And so what was the assignment in front of me? What was the real thing? And in that moment, it was easy to think that my real assignment was to back this truck down this path, but that actually wasn't. What my boss wanted me to do was to get the supplies that everybody needed back at the nursery to get the job done. That was the real assignment. And so... Even if I failed in a particular task or was unable to do it, if I remembered my real assignment, I had a chance of actually accomplishing the goal that had been given to me. 
What I was picking up were a bunch of nursery pots and other things. I could have carried them one bit at a time down this path. It would have been a pain and it would have been unfun, but it would have been doable. It wasn't a load of bulk material that was not movable by me. Or I could have asked somebody else to drive it. They might have refused, but maybe they would have. I could have told the people they needed to clean up their yard there a little bit. They probably would have agreed, but whether they would have done it, I don't know. But there would have been things that I could have tried to, if I had remembered what my real job was to get that stuff and take it back to the main plant so that we could do our stuff. But the same is true in the church. It's really easy for us sometimes to get caught up on particular tasks in front of us that are important and necessary and to forget that maybe they're not the main goal, the real assignment. And so as we, as we read through this letter, as Timothy was reading through this letter, I think Paul wanted him to remember the main assignment that he wanted, that he wanted Timothy to keep in mind even as he faced individual tasks. And so I think that's the, perhaps the main thing to remember today if you can't remember anything else from this passage. So what was the main idea that Paul wanted to communicate to Timothy? I think it was the idea that he had this assignment, this command to promote love within the congregation and love that arises from purity, faithfulness, and a clear conscience. Back in verses 3, 4, and 5. And so as we, as we move forward, we should remember that this, I think, was Paul's framework as he was giving details and specific instructions to Timothy. So as we study through this, this should be the framework in the back of our minds as we look at the rest of this letter. But also just as we live out in relationship with one another in a church, probably somewhat like what Ephesus was. So if you flip through it in your Bibles ahead, you're going to see that we're going to hit some interesting stuff. Paul writes some really practical advice about prayer, holiness, and worship. He writes about some women who were teaching when apparently they shouldn't have been. He'll talk about elders and deacons and their qualifications. He'll write about what we might call benevolence ministries now, the idea of using church funds to care for people in need. He's going to write about how to handle times when church leaders sin. He's also going to write about how to chant, handle accusations against church leaders when maybe they didn't actually sin. And these are going to be really messy things for Timothy to handle, but Timothy's going to have to know how to do them. And they're going to be things that we are going to have to handle as a congregation as well. And they're going to be challenging. But Paul says, I want you to remember, before I get there, I want you to remember the main goal, to promote love within the congregation, love that arises from purity, faithfulness, and a clear conscience. So as we work through it, we should remember, too, that all of these, these discussions, conversations we'll have, the disagreements that maybe will come up, who knows, but the goal here that Paul was trying to convey to Timothy and probably to us as well is to promote love and love that stems from purity, faithfulness, and a clear conscience. You've been listening to the Tressler Mennonite Sermon from July 3rd, 2022. The passage was 1 Timothy chapter 1, 18 through 20. Take care.